0: Welcome to Avant Bard, a podcast where two theater nerds explore the highest highs and the lowest lows of works inspired by that upstart crow himself, William Shakespeare. My name is Matthew James Marquez, and I use he, him pronouns.
1: And my name is Megan Charlo, and I use she, her pronouns.
0: We are focusing on an international adaptation of Shakespeare today, So, no opening quotes from the film. This is our first foray into Bollywood, Hindi language cinema based primarily in Mumbai, which is known for a combination of action, comedy, drama, and musical numbers. So Megan and I are basically newbies to this genre, so like always, I'd like to make it clear that we are neither experts nor scholars on this podcast. We are just lovers of art and adaptation. This is not our bag. We are not a part of this culture. We are just spectators.
1: Which means that there are probably a lot of big things in this movie and others that we'll watch in the future that we're just gonna miss. And that sucks.
0: We are going to try our hardest to dissect this film as it stands as an adaptation. But yeah, we might miss some stuff. Most of the background information I got on this film comes from an article written in 2014 by the newspaper The Hindu, an English-language publication in print in India since 1878. And the film we're discussing today is Angkor. Angoor was released in 1982 and was written and directed by the veteran filmmaker Gulzar. Angoor is actually an adaptation of an earlier film, Duduni Char, also written by Gulzar, that absolutely tanked financially. Gulzar still had the inkling that this adaptation could work, and so he kept it in the back of his mind throughout his long film career. And then a little bit later in his career, he had a couple of more flops in a row. And though he was not known for making comedies, he had the idea to resurrect this script, you know, the one that had failed once before. Producers were like, no, (laughs) we're, we're not going to produce the script that failed before. Megan, I don't know if you've seen these tweets, but there have been tweets going around every so often on Twitter where people will be like, I don't get why Hollywood is remaking movies that were successful before. They should take a movie that wasn't successful before, but had potential, and remake that instead.
1: They should, but who wants to put their money on that? No! This horse has lost every race it's run.
0: But it has potential. All
1: my money on Broken Leg Joe.
0: Yeah, so that will never happen in modern Hollywood, but it did happen to Gulzar. Jai Singh, a new producer who happened to love William Shakespeare, took a chance on the script, and that's how we now have Angoor, which translates to grape. Mm. So as previously mentioned, Angoor was a rework of the failed film Duduni Char, but that film was a remake of a Bengali language film, which was based on a novel, and that novel was based on William Shakespeare's The Comedy of Errors. And, as a tidbit, Angore was also just announced in 2020 to be up for a reboot, so that'll make the new film a reboot of an adaptation of a financial failure of an adaptation of an adaptation of a play. Whoa! Isn't that exciting, Megan? You're giving me such a...
1: That's so much. Uh,
0: Talk about a comedy of errors. Yeah. No, Megan. Talk, talk, talk about a comedy of errors.
1: Oh, uh, The Comedy of Errors is William Shakespeare's shortest play and one of his earliest. And it's thought to have been written around the latter half of 1594, as the first recorded performance was in December of that year. It is the tale of two sets of twins who are separated fairly early in their lives and find themselves in the Greek city of Ephesus. And because one set of the twins are from there for a longer time and they're established and the other set are visiting, chaos ensues. The play is known for its wordplay, slapstick, and farcical nature, and it isn't regarded by many Shakespearean scholars as being that deep. Though they may be right, sometimes you just want to laugh.
0: Okay, Megan. Listen, we're freewheeling, you know, we're just loosey goosey here. We watched a comedy, so I have some good news for you, man. Yeah? I am foregoing the acting corner for this week. I will just mention the actors of import as they come up in the film, and I will just speak very briefly on them, also because again, this is not my culture and I don't know the context of these actors lives
1: so let's get into the film
0: okay so the film basically opens up with the voiceover saying shakespeare's the greatest writer of all time
1: he's so funny so good so smart
0: and the film just basically straight up comes right out giving us the fact that there will be two sets of twins in the film
1: angor's like so william shakespeare wrote a comedy of errors It's about two sets of twins. This film has two sets of twins and is a comedy of
0: errors. I just appreciate it. Like, So if a mom saw the comedy of errors and this wasn't stated directly to them, there'd just be a bunch of mom questions like, Who's that? What's going on? What's the basic premise of the film?
1: Marquez, you forget. Mom's probably getting popcorn right now.
0: Oh, she's just gonna ask these questions (laughs) anyway. Oof.
1: We're introduced to a husband and wife pair who are going on a trip or they're moving somewhere, and they're arguing about whether they're gonna take a boat or a plane, and the wife is like, We should take a boat, and the husband's like, A plane's way faster.
0: Yeah, and the wife is like, Would you rather eat a fruit to get your vitamins? Or take a pill? Basically saying Would you like to have a fun time getting somewhere or get somewhere the most efficient way?
1: Basically, this couple is adorable. Oh, they're so good. And he's like, well, I don't want to take a boat because I can't swim. And she's like, I don't want to take a plane because I can't fly.
0: That's like perfectly fair. I mean, except for the fact that planes are safer to travel in than boats.
1: I just comedy of errors is a comedy and typically we don't see the couple that's about to get separated by the tragedy that begins the play and so now this feels like a tragedy to me because i love them and they're so sweet with their sons and i don't want them to be separated
0: yeah on one hand i agree with you that it does make it a little bit sadder and on the other hand i'm just so glad that we're not given like this information from like a guy talking at the beginning for a page and a half about the setup of the plot. Very true. They have to rest before they take the ferry to where they're going, and we find out that they have a set of twins named Ashok. And when questioned why <laughs> they're both named the same thing, the husband mentions, We'll change their name when they grow older and they look different. <laughs>
1: So basically, even at the start, the two Ashok twins are getting confused for each other because the father can tell which one's the elder Ashok and the wife can't. And it's just like, oh, I'll get it? This is going to happen the rest of their lives.
0: What a fun time for them.
1: So here's my thing, though. Well,
0: well Megan. Megan. Why don't you just, like, dress them differently?
1: Well, yes, that's what a lot of people do. But, like, babies, they can change their clothes. Babies,
0: they can change their clothes?
1: (laughs) What if they're just, like, wiggle out of their clothes and then you're like, ah, shit, I don't know which one's I mean, just,
0: like, permanent marker on one of their foreheads. Like, baby A, baby B, baby 1, baby 2. I don't know about kids, Megan.
1: So since we see these babies that we normally don't see in a comedy of errors... It's making me think about the fact that the Dromeos in Comedy of Errors were raised as children to be servants. And that's happening. That's gonna happen to kids in this, too. Who raises a baby as a servant? Uh, Humanity's fucked.
0: Yeah, uh, class structure, Megan? Yeah,
1: it's fucked. I just. I don't know. It just never.
0: Right? You just didn't grow up with a strict class structure. Yeah. You just grew up with a loose class structure that was de facto instead of de jure.
1: Which is obviously perfect. It's not.
0: So this flew over my head, but one of the babies starts crying, and the other baby starts crying, and the parents make a reference. Man, these kids, it's like the Corsican brothers. They're making a reference to frickin' Dumas.
1: They also make a reference to Comedy of Errors.
0: Well, that one's more obvious. Well,
1: yes, but it's one of those things where adaptations love referencing the thing they're an adaptation of, where I'm forced to think, wait, so you know what's going to happen.
0: Well, hopefully they don't think, man, we're going to get separated on this ferry.
1: If they're referencing Comedy of Errors and they're like, let's name our baby twins the same name, then yeah, they have to.
0: That's fair. So we learn that there is another set of twins that were left abandoned at a temple. And nobody wants to take them in because they're worried about what caste they were born in, which is like the only time the caste system is mentioned in this film. But like this dude, our main guy, the father, he's like, I'll adopt them. Dude! like, right now, like... To be servants for his kids. Well, yeah, so, but at least he's, like, not leaving them to die. Right,
1: most people are like, I don't want baby servants I have to raise.
0: Yeah, he's taking on the actual responsibility. Granted, he, like, doesn't tell his wife until after he says yes, which is a whack move. But, like, he's still a good dude. And we find out that these secondary set of twins are named Bahadur. And they also have the same name as each other. What the fuck?
1: Well, so I think it's the guy at the temple's like, just name them Bahadur. The thing is, the father's like, that's the same name. And he's like, yeah, your your kids have the same... (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing a thing. That's what your kids are. Spoilies. This is basically the last scene we're going to get of these babies. And... I just kind of like it because I guess it's another thing, like we've mentioned before, that early modern theater couldn't really do or didn't really do, which is kind of a flashback start.
0: Here's a baby. You'll be seeing this person a little bit later as an adult.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. Comedy of Errors specifically, they talk about their parents a lot. Yeah. And like, my father's great etc. And we're never shown any reason to think that. But I I just I really like this couple, and babies are cute. So I'm happy Angur did this.
0: Anyway, we cut to a boat. Much like the beginning of the Tempest that we watched. Stock footage of a boat during a storm. Ooh. Oh no And it's blue.
1: And there's credits. Here's the movie. Bam, bean bam, bean bam, bean grapes. Grape, 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 grapes.
0: Ashok's <laughs> Ash- face.
1: But it's a grape.
0: Bahadur's face. They're grapes. Yeah. Is it grapes because grapes look the same as each other? Is that why they called the film Grape? I think that's just, that's just it. Is that like, you pick a grape and it's like, this looks like all other grapes. Like if you pick a banana, it's all other bananas. If you pick an apple from a tree, I'm confused because I like cherries. Because I think cherries is more thematic. The image of a cherry is two cherries on a thing. I don't know. Again, it's not my culture.
1: I tried looking up if there's an important significance of grapes in india and i couldn't find it so if you know please comment and tell us because i want to know
0: i mean this film is feeding us like heavy like 1970s early 80s energy like you could watch this film with a a little bit of that devil's lettuce a little bit of that good kush megan and i think you'd think you'd have a good time man
1: i mean i had a good time sober
0: so, the credits end, and then we cut to three people playing a card game.
1: Two ladies and a man.
0: And we find out that these two ladies are a pair of sisters, and the dude is one of the sisters' husbands. I just need to state right now, these ladies are so pretty. They're beautiful. Like, as soon as they came up, I was like, va va voom, and I am not that into ladies. We instantly
1: see another comedy of errors as the man, who we find out is one of the Ashok's, tries to play footsie with his wife, but he's actually touching the foot of his sister-in-law.
0: uh-oh. Also, they talk about the game in depth during this scene, and I am honest, I have absolutely no idea what card game they're playing. We learned that the sister's father brought both Ashok and Bahadur up after finding them.
1: It's a really interesting moment of conversation because Ashok is mad that Bahadur's not there.
0: Because he's going to see a movie. With his wife.
1: And Ashok gets mad and his wife is like, he's not your servant. He raised you. And Ashok's like, I raised him. And the sister-in-law is like... Uh, our father raised both of you, so shut up.
0: Yeah, and my dad was this guy, and I knew because he was living before Before he died died when they found him, and he said our names to the person who found him. And audience, if you are watching, you have to pay attention because we're setting things up here. Got it?
1: So... He was raised with his wife, like part of the family? Yeah,
0: Megan, we can't get into that. Yeah, Megan, yeah, kind of hinky, kind of weird.
1: Continuing on that conversation, Ashok's wife says, oh, well, don't you know you and Bahadur were switched at birth? And then he's like, oh, yeah, okay, so you married the shitty one. and. The sister-in-law says, like she would have married you no matter what your name was, and it's cute because it's like a whole what's in a name thing. But also, it's just like she actually just loves him, yeah. Though spoiler, he doesn't deserve it, and I don't know. It's a very Shakespearean moment, but like very modern and more loving than most Shakespeare couples would do.
0: Yeah, and then it ends with a little joke, Megan because Tanu puts down her cards and says, two jacks and a pair of kinks. I'm tired of these duplicates. (laughs) It's a comedy of errors. Get it? Because the two kinks are Ashok and the two jacks are (laughs) Bahadur. It's time for a little bit of an acting corner.
1: Okay.
0: So Ashok is played by Sanjeev Kumar, who is a highly prolific actor. He won Best Actor twice and Best Supporting Actor once for the Film Fair Awards, which is a big Oscar-level Indian Film Award, and also won the National Film Award twice in his career. And that's like the other big one. So he won a lot of big awards. Good job for him. So Suda, Ashok's wife, is played by Mushami Chatterjee who was nominated for multiple Filmfare Acting Awards and actually won one for Best Supporting Actress in a Bengali-language film. And Tanu, the sister, is played by Deepti Naval, a prolific actress and also a filmmaker herself later in her life. So she made films. So, so nice. that's pretty badass. So, listen, the film industry is very male-heavy. So just to hear that a beautiful actress like this was like, I'm going to make my own films. Good for her.
1: Jumping back to the film, it's time to meet the other pair of twins. We got the single boys. They're on a train. They're going somewhere. We don't know. I mean, we do know because we know Comedy of Errors. We know that they're going to the place where the married twins live.
0: And they're on a train at night.
1: Ashok is obsessed with detective novels, and they're kind of spoopy.
0: Yeah, and he reads them aloud in his mind. And I really like the use of voiceover in this scene. Because we just get to hear what he's thinking, and, and we get to see his facial expressions changing. And I think that that really adds to the comedy. It also is something that, like we like to point out, is something that film can do that stage really can't do. So I think it's really effective to also just get this guy's perspective, which is he's really affected by these pulpy detective novels.
1: It also gives us a perfect setup for another bit of physical comedy, which is he reads a sentence about a hand coming out of the shadows and grabbing the main character. And Bahadur reaches from off camera and grabs his shoulder right then and scares the shit out of
0: him. Yep. He is spooked. By the story he's reading, just like whenever Megan and I watch a spoopy movie and we don't want to go anywhere and like are afraid of every room and what's behind a shower curtain.
1: But instead of a shower curtain this time, it's the train bathroom. <gasps> there are burglars in it. There must be.
0: In the potty. In the pot. There are poop burglars. They're gonna steal your poops. Ashok holds up a pretend gun, which is funny, but also makes absolutely no goddamn sense. It's
1: really weird because basically the biggest difference I'm seeing between married and single Ashok is that single Ashok is nowhere near in control of his life and sees Bahadur as an equal. Yeah. And married Ashok sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really all I got on him. I mean, he doesn't even suck that bad yet, but God.
0: And that brings up a good point, Megan. From this point forward, things are gonna get messy because this is the comedy of errors. So we shall be differentiating the Ashoks and the Bahadors by whether or not they are single or married. On the train here, we have the single Ashok and Bahador Back in the previous scene, we saw the married Ashok. It might still be confusing, even with that differentiation. I got confused in the film. It's fine. It's all part of the fun.
1: It's kind of the point.
0: Yes. A final acting corner mini-sode. Bahadur is played by Devine Verma, who has won the Filmfare Best Comedian Award three times including for this film. Bahadur's pretty great. Oh, he's amazing. That's so funny. I laugh. We get into
1: the first real this is obviously Bollywood moment, and we see Mary ashok and his wife outside, and she's trying to seduce him, and he's just not doing anything.
0: Yeah, she's horny, and he is not.
1: So upsetting.
0: She brings him milk, the horniest of drinks.
1: So, this is actually something I know about the culture. What? Yeah, I know some things about culture.
0: Wait, Megan. Is milk... culture? Oh, my God, Megan.
1: Cultured milk.
0: (laughs) Megan, are you going to tell me that in India... Milk is the sexiest drink, and I was a fool to make a joke about it.
1: So, I think the basis is in the Ayurveda, and it's it's just kind of a tradition that on the wedding night, the bride enters the bedroom with a glass of milk for her husband. Oh. And there are two reasons for this. One is so that he can't see if her hands are shaky because she's focused on keeping the milk from spilling, so it makes her focus on something else besides the fear of sex. And
0: two, because milk is the sexiest drink.
1: two, because after he ejaculates, he can drink the milk to get more stamina and energy to perform again.
0: So it's basically like in movies how after a person has sex they go and get like orange juice from the fridge and drink it out of the carton.
1: Yeah, from what I've read, it's usually now either milk or Gatorade. That could be wrong, but well, that's I mean, what I o- read.
0: I mean obviously Gatorade is definitely mentioned in the Ayurveda. So I think what we learn from this is she's just sad that they used to be more passionate. And she's singing about how their love is kind of wilted and it makes me think of hamlet and ophelia for some reason just because they're kind of like one of the only couples we see in shakespeare where this is true and then he makes her drop the milk because symbolism now i get that it's symbolism because of what i learned today and now i am a better person because of it
1: the more you know
0: thank you man so, we cut to a single Ashok and Bahadur, and they arrive at a train station, and the ticket guy thinks that he knows them because he knows married Ashok and Bahadur, and it's just so funny.
1: And they're like, why are you acting familiar with me? Why do you think you know me? You must be part of a gang trying to steal my money.
0: <laughs> Did you get the mangoes I sent you?
1: Oh, okay. Oh, It's gang talk.
0: So they start thinking that there's a gang after their money, and then they get into a taxi, and they try to mislead the taxi driver by saying, this is where we're going, to a hotel, but we're not staying there. Okay,
1: I think Comedy of Errors is funny. I think Angkor is fucking hilarious. Yeah,
0: it's really funny. I was joking about the train thing because it was like the first time that we get this, but like, no joke. The taxi driver might be my favorite reoccurring bit <laughs> in this film. Them going to the taxi and being like, Where are you going? The hotel. And but I'm not, not staying, staying there. there. <sighs> so we cut back to married Ashok, and he's having a fight with Suda because he promised her a necklace but it hasn't arrived yet. And Suda thinks that Ashok is in love with his friend Alka.
1: And he's like, I'm not in love with Alka. If I'm a man, I won't return home until I have your necklace.
0: He makes a declaration, which is a bad thing to do in a comedy, Megan. That's going to go bad. I know this because I'm smart about stories.
1: Also, Because you've read Comedy of Errors.
0: That's fair. We also meet Bahadur's wife, Prima. She's great. Yeah. She doesn't
1: do much in this scene, but she's there. She's
0: a spitfire. Yeah. And she tells Bahadur that he's kind of a sentimental sop. Because Bahadur cries because Suda's sad. And he just feels her pain. Which makes me like Bahadur.
1: And Tanu, the sister-in-law, is just really straightforward with Suda, and is just like, girl, this has to not matter so much to you. You are the most jealous woman in history. Which, as a previously incredibly jealous person who's working on it, honestly, it's good for you to not be so jealous. Alka is probably just a friend. The necklace is probably just delayed.
0: Yeah. Also, what purpose would he have To delay the necklace. Also- Because it makes you mad.
1: Suda's gorgeous. He's not leaving you. Okay, I mean, that's happened before. Gorgeous people have gone through terrible things. But like, come on. Cut back to the single boys. They got to the hotel. They're hiding their money because the gang could show up at any time.
0: And Ashok has to go out for a business deal. So he lays some ground rules for Bahadur while he's away. One, don't leave. Two, don't get doped up. Weird that you have to mention that. But Bahadur assures him, I don't have any dope, which obviously means this is going to be brought up later. He mentions, don't answer the door for anyone who isn't me. If you're going to answer for me, here's a specific knock. I'm going to knock on the door with my knuckles three times, and I'm going to sing a song about how you're my beloved and it is all set up for later. I actually appreciate it because it's going to make me feel smart later in the film when all of the stuff comes back. And that's all you have to do for me in a film to make me like it. Just provide me with accurate setup and payoff. I don't care how clumsy it is. As long as it's, here are some things for you to remember later. And I go, hmm, I will remember these later movie. Thank you. Just like the flair in us.
1: Comedy of Errors originally includes no references to drug
0: use. Thanks, Yeah, But I think it should. It adds a certain energy. It's just...
1: Okay, so I was going to kind of save this until the end of the episode when we give our final thoughts, but this is one of the moments where it just is such a natural, modernization of this play they've incorporated elements that weren't in the original and it doesn't feel forced it feels completely in line with the energy of the original but it just automatically puts you into a modern headspace and it's just effortless
0: it also provides a nice like you said effortless way to increase The chaos? Chaos, because when people are high, they act differently. So like, it provides a nice suspension of disbelief way of having these people act weird. So we cut to married Ashok at the Jewelers, trying to get the necklace ready for tonight. They tell him, you'll have it by 9pm tonight.
1: And then they also make another reference to future foreshadowing twin things. Because one of the workers says, when you see the necklace again, you're not going to recognize it. Like, it's going to look like someone else by the next time you see it. But really, it's the next time they see him.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that was a kind of a short scene. So we cut back to Single Ashok. He makes some business deals, but he's paranoid of everyone around him. A guy that he was making a business deal with is like, let me walk you to the bus.
1: Well, no, he's like, just go on the bus. And Single Ashok's like, you're taking me there. (laughs) Yes. I'm not going to get surrounded by gang members all alone. (laughs) And he gets on the bus and takes it to market. And at market, married Bahadur is buying radishes. And of course...
0: Single Ashok runs into married Bahadur and he told single Bahadur to stay at the hotel so Ashok thinks that Bahadur went against his wishes
1: and he's like why are you here and single Ashok smokes cigarettes and married Ashok doesn't so married Bahadur is like why are you smoking and then single Ashok's like are you on dope again and married Bahadur's like I don't know what you're talking about you're on dope I'm getting
0: radishes
1: I'm getting radishes for your wife and then my wife will prepare it And Single Ashok's like, what are you talking about, you crazy man? You're not married. And my favorite characteristic of married Bahadur is how much he loves his wife. Because he's instantly like, don't you dare say I'm not married. I love my wife.
0: He's a wife guy. Love him. 100% online. And then Single Ashok is like, I hate radish pancakes, by the way. And Bahadur's like, that's not true. What the hell? And then... Single Ashok asks where the money is, and Bahador's like, you gave me some money a while ago that I've slowly been spending, but I don't have any money on me right now, and so Single Ashok beats up married Bahadur, and listen, it sucks.
1: It is accurate, though. That's what happens in Comedy of Errors. No,
0: no. It is exactly point for point.
1: They fucking got it.
0: They're doing the job. They're doing an adaptation well. And so Single Ashok's like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to go back to the hotel.
1: I'm going to check up on my money, see what the heck is going on. (laughs) He takes a taxi, gets him to the hotel but he's not staying at. And the taxi driver is singing lyrics that are like "You can't escape my clutches," <laughs> and he freaks out and goes inside.
0: This but, taxi driver rules.
1: But he's so freaked out. Single Ashok don't remember that code. You were right, Marquez.
0: Mm-hmm. But then he remembers it and he goes in there wanting to scold Single Bajador for his actions.
1: He's like, "I've been sitting here." And Singlashawk's like, what, have you been smoking? And he's like, well, yeah, just a little, but I didn't leave.
0: <laughs> I love that. He had a little bit of, the hash, you and know? A
1: little hash. And then he's like, you were at the market buying radishes for pancakes. And Single Bahadur's like, no, I wasn't. Knock, knock, knock. Housekeeping here with your radish pancakes.
0: <laughs>
1: it's so funny. This shit is gold.
0: Wrap it up.
1: This is not from the play, but it's perfect.
0: Wait, wait, Megan. Radish pancakes weren't Shakespeare's jam?
1: No. Pretty sure jam was. (laughs) Beaten up married Bahadur returns home.
0: And he complains to Prema about how... He got beaten, and Pram was like, You need to tell Suda about this. So- she's
1: the best. She is so good. She's a great wife. She's like, Stand up for yourself. And she's a great friend because she's like, Madam deserves to know that her husband's messed up. And so he goes, and he's like, I think he's mad. He beat me up. He's smoking. He's a monster man.
0: And at first, she doesn't believe him. She's like, No, that's not him. But very quickly, she starts to break down.
1: And Tanu and Suda are both like, you have to find him. Tanu's like, you gotta bring him back. We gotta have a talking with this man. She's like, he's probably at Alka's or he's at the Goldsmiths.
0: She tells Bahadur, find him and bring him home, no matter what.
1: But I have to go to rehearsal. And Megan instantly goes, rehearsal Are you my new favorite character?
0: Megan, I had the same exact thought, and I know this is not what happens, but my thought was, what if she's performing in the Comedy of Errors? Oh,
1: God, that would kill me.
0: So the next scene we find married Ashok is at work, and he doesn't want to be disturbed.
1: He's like, I'm mad about this necklace. I can't go home until the necklace is done. You know what? I'm going to go and eat at Alka's tonight.
0: Which is dangerous. I know he doesn't know it, but like, my dude, if you know that your wife is jealous of Alka and your relationship to her, you don't go to her for dinner.
1: Yeah, not when you're in the middle of a fight. Like, straighten things up at home first. Bad
0: dude married Ashok.
1: But Tanu is right, and so when married Bahadur goes to Alka's, he's just a little too early.
0: And she sends Bahadur to the goldsmith. So he goes to the goldsmith, and they're like, I don't know where he is.
1: And this greedy man is like, "Mm, I want more money for my diamonds.
0: I need assurance that he is going to pay for it, and so I won't have the diamonds for you until I know that he can pay for them.
1: This character's out of nowhere.
0: (laughs) It's kind of boring.
1: (laughs) But then one of the necklace workers implies that... Married Ashok has feelings for Tanu?
0: Strange. It's
1: weird. And I don't know if we're supposed to, like, believe him or if we're supposed to be like, oh, no, he loves his wife because he doesn't seem to. Like, he doesn't seem to love his wife and he doesn't seem to like Tanu like that. But, like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, Tanu, we find out, is a singer.
1: And the rehearsal is actually a performance. This is probably a translation error.
0: Or she had rehearsal, and then she had a performance later. Maybe. She sings a song, and lo and behold, by mere chance, single Ashok and Bahadur show up to her show. Now this is wild, and just...
1: How could that happen? And they're sitting in, like, the front row, because she'd asked her family to come, and no one did...
0: I feel more and more for Tanu as time goes on.
1: So, like, all she thinks is, oh, Ashok and Bahadur came. And they did, but it's the wrong one. So she's like, hey, Usher, get them. Have them come to my dressing room. Because, one, I want to talk to Ashok because he beat up Bahadur. And now I guess they're just seeing my show together.
0: And she sees that he smokes in the theater. And, like, he doesn't smoke.
1: So Bahadur must have been right about the fact that he's gone mad.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And of course, Single Ashok doesn't know anything about this. So when the actress calls him to her dressing room, he's like, I don't trust this. I think a gang is behind everything. Here's some money. Just
1: give her this money and shut her up.
0: And so then he goes to the bar instead. He lights up a smoke and then Tanu shows up. And takes the cigarette out of his hands. So,
1: She's like, Get home. What the hell are you doing smoking? What the hell are you doing here? What is going on? There's a little bit of a domestic happening. But a sheriff is right there. And the sheriff's like, All right, seriously, buddy, go home. And he's like, They're all gang
0: members. And the sheriff's like, Okay, buddy, you're coming with me. We're taking you home. And so. They lead him to the police's vehicle, which I love because he offers to get in. And the sheriff's like, you get in before me. And then Tanu goes around and cuts Ashok off on the other side. So he's just trapped in between them two. In the
1: worst seat in a car.
0: So he can't run.
1: And single Bahadur sees a cop and a lady steal his friend away. And he's like, taxi, follow
0: that Jeep. (laughs) That's definitely the voice he uses single ashok arrives home with the sheriff and tanu and like his wife tries to take him to bed
1: well first she's like where's the necklace and then she realizes that that's not gonna go anywhere and she's a good girl and she just drops it she's like never mind not gonna ask about that let's go to bed let's go upstairs maybe a little hanky-panky will make you feel better
0: and marquez immediately goes God, I hope this movie is okay and not awful.
1: Spoiler, Marquez. It's fine. Okay. Oof. Nothing happens.
0: Oof. I got so scared. You I know get what so happens?
1: scared. Funny shit.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: But first, single Bahadur arrives. And Prima is like, oh, okay, good, honey, you're here. I was worried because Ashok came home and you didn't. And he's like, what?
0: And also, uh... Single Bahadur uses the code for the hotel to get in and Prima thinks it's weird at first but then she thinks, oh,
1: he's singing Come My Beloved to me.
0: It's very cute.
1: And there's just this really great thing that we only get because of the subtitles telling us but Single Bahadur comes in and he's talking very informally about Single Ashok and is very formal to Prima and she's like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm are you your sp- wife. <laughs> I'm your wife and he's your master. And I think that that's a thing where the English language doesn't get some of the humor in stories like this that other languages can get. Because we don't really have that big of a differentiation of formal and informal speaking. Yeah,
0: it would be mostly like if he stood in the doorway and didn't.
1: Or was like, madam.
0: Yeah. And so then Prima asks Bahadur to grind spices that would kill Megan. I don't know what spices they are, I just assume, because this is an Indian film that the spices would murder Megan in her sleep.
1: Probably. We cut back to upstairs, and obviously Suda and Single Ashok are not having a great time. She keeps trying to comfort him into bed, either to sleep or more, because we know that she's
0: thirsty. And... Ashok thinks that Suda is a spy trying to get his money.
1: And there's this great moment where she's like, Oh my gosh, just take off your clothes, like calm down, just get undressed. You look uncomfortable. You take off your clothes, and then he's like, I can't take off my clothes. And
0: And she's like, I've seen you naked. (laughs)
1: And there's just uh, this complete look of fear on his face, like, How is this stranger seeing me naked?
0: And Suda reveals that there's a baby on the way, and. Ashok gets scared, but then she reveals that Prema is
1: pregnant! With Bahadur's baby!
0: Which he thinks is weird, because... He's like,
1: when did my doped-up friend have time to get married and get her pregnant?
0: Ugh. No, Megan, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Bahadur's here with a plan. He brought some fried eggplant that he doped up. With drugs. They're going to feed them to the women and leave. Again, if I didn't know this was a fun, fun comedy, I'd be like, doping up women? Whoa. But it's okay. Everything is safe. We're all safe here. No,
1: we aren't. Because Single Ashok starts feeding the eggplants to Suda, and she's just like- Stop feeding me. And Ashok says that she looks so pretty when she eats and he just keeps feeding her. And she looks at him and says, why are you feeding me so lovingly after all this time? And Megan cries because she deserves so much better than married Ashok. He's obviously a terrible husband.
0: And she tries to kiss single Ashok And when she does, we cut to married Ashok, upset at not getting the necklace in time, because it's very late at night, and they said nine, and it's still not done.
1: Married Bahadur comes in, finally, he's found Ashok, and oh, thank god. Ashok isn't smoking a cigarette, he's doing some nose candy.
0: Yeah, some snuff.
1: Thank god.
0: Okay, we did chastise married Ashok, but he is trying to keep his promise and not returning without the necklace.
1: Yeah, but then he says, man, life would be better if I wasn't married. It would be so much less stressful.
0: Yeah. So no, Okay. I don't
1: like him.
0: Yeah, he's bad. Man, he's bad. So then we cut back to single Ashok. They didn't kiss. They didn't hanky panky. She
1: got knocked out. She's out. And he goes into Tanu's room because he needs to try to get her knocked out so that he can leave.
0: Yeah, and they have a little back and forth where he tries to get her to eat and then he accidentally eats some. And that's bad because now he's going to be knocked out in a little while. And it's a funny scene where Ashok thinks that Tanu's still a spy and asks her what the plan would have been if he hadn't gone to the show because like we mentioned before it was a complete out of the blue thing like
1: he happened upon a show and sat
0: down yep and tanu says that she's been rehearsing for two months and ashok thinks that the con has gone on for two months and the police are involved and that it's just one big huge conspiracy
1: so in comedy of errors antiphilus falls in love with the
0: sister-in-law. Yes,
1: And they seem to have like a kind of jovial relationship here, but I'm not seeing that.
0: You're not seeing like love, love. No.
1: Well, because in Comedy of Errors, he's like, hi, I love you.
0: Yeah. And she's like,
1: uh, you're married to my sister. And he goes, no, I love you. And we're not getting that.
0: And I kind of dig that we don't get that. I kind of dig that it isn't that, if only because that's a little bit too hinky,
1: it's also just so sudden. Yes. And it wouldn't really make that much sense with this suspicious character they've set up.
0: Yeah. Since they both eat the hash, there's some supreme in this eggplant, and they pass out. So, married Ashok and married Bahadur aren't getting the necklace tonight, so they decide to go home.
1: Because what are they going to do? They have to go home and, like...
0: It's going to suck.
1: Well, the necklace is supposed to arrive before dawn. So if they go to sleep now, it's late. Their wives are probably sleeping. They can get in, fall asleep, wake up before dawn, get the necklace, have the necklace there before the wives wake up.
0: But uh uh-oh, single Ashok and single Bahadur didn't leave because single Ashok got high.
1: So the married boys show up and single Bahadur is like, oh no, there's knocking at the door. It's the gang. They want in. They followed us.
0: And the married boys are worried Because they think that their wives are mad at them because they didn't come home.
1: They're not worried. They're pissed off.
0: Oh, yeah. You gotta
1: remember. These are bad boys. Well, Married Bahadur's great. Yes. And he's like trying at the door and he's like, Prima, I love you. Hello. And single Bahadur is like barking at him like he's an angry dog that's inside because he doesn't know they live here and would know there's not a dog. So married Bahador goes back and it's like, I don't know, I was getting barked at. And single Ashok's like, I hate dogs. That bitch of a wife of mine must have bought one to spite me. I hate this guy.
0: And they leave off in a huff. And phew, that's single Bahador safe now. Except, oh, there's just this plate of drug eggplant.
1: Who's safe when you have the temptation of Hashed browns. I mean, it's not hashed browns. It's it's
0: hashed eggplant. And this is Megan. If there's any sweets nearby where I have seen Megan multiple times being like, Well, they're here. If I don't eat them, they just will go to waste.
1: See, the thing is, he's perfection because he literally is looking at it and is like, No, Bahadur, don't do it. Don't oh, eat geez. the drugged eggplant. Don't so oh, here good. you go. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: it's in your mouth now.
1: He's just like, just eat it and face the consequences.
0: <laughs> you know it's bad. And so then he sings a full song. I'm gonna be real, Megan. I'm not about the songs in this movie. No? It's I just not it's just not for me.
1: This is the only one that I don't think works as well. That's fair. Because here's my thing: I don't like drugged songs. Whenever movies are like, ha ha ha, we're Tenacious D and we're high now, so now we're going to sing about this weird creature in the movie, and it's the worst song of the film. I just don't like, well, I'm high now, so I have to sing and have a slight trip song. Yeah. The uh, only saving grace is that a frog comes in and sings harmony. I was
0: just about to say, the frog is the best part of the song. So the song happens, so, and then it's the morning. Single Ashok wakes up next to Tanu, and he tries to sneak up. Not
1: like in a sexy way. No, they're all clothed. Yeah, like he fell asleep in her room because they ate drugged eggplants. Yes.
0: And so he tries to sneak out. He finds Single Bahadur, and then Single Bahadur reveals-
1: He went to the gate. (gasps) It's locked.
0: And the key- is in Prima's boobies.
1: It's in a necklace that she keeps under her shirt.
0: They specifically mention that it's in her cleavage. And they kind of do like this Indiana Jones shit where it's just like, oh, well, grab a stick, try to get the key from the boobies to not wake her up. You
1: saying it's Indiana Jones makes me think they went, Quick, throw something else in her boobies before she realizes the key's gone.
0: (laughs) Like, we need to switch out the bag of sat. You're right. It's not that Indiana Jones. But that would be funny.
1: But they get the key and they escape. As the necklace delivery guy who I don't really like. But that guy shows up and is like, here's your necklace, asshole. And And he's
0: like, that's not my necklace. He's like, of course, it's your necklace. That's not my necklace.
1: And they're kind of just playing hot potato where the delivery guy hands it to him. And then Single Ashok's like, and Beck, here you go. And then finally the delivery guy throws it in his lap and runs away. Because he's like, I was told to deliver this shit.
0: Megan, I don't mean to be a poo-pooer. A receipt would help. A receipt would be like, hi, sign this receipt to confirm that I delivered this. Oh, Ashok signed for it. We find out that married Ashok stayed at Alka's house because he's mad at his wife. And he picks the worst possible place to stay. You know what? Alka's innocent.
1: I mean, here's the thing. At that point, I think if he doesn't actually have a secret relationship or something with Alka, going to her after it's like, my wife locked me out and you're my other best friend who doesn't live in my house. I think that's more fair. Yeah. I mean, I still hate him, but like, I don't think it's that bad that he stayed at Alka's house. It's just that if Suda finds out, she'll feel like her suspicions are confirmed.
0: Alka's great, though, because she's all like, You need to go back and you need to fix things with your wife. And he's like, You know what'll fix things if she died? I want her to die. Bahador, go get a noose for my wife. And, I'd just like to state that Ashok is eating grapes, like the name of the movie.
1: I feel like there's a meaning, and we don't know it as uncultured people.
0: The diamond guy comes to the goldsmith to assure that Ashok pays for the necklace. Ashok shows up for the necklace. But single Ashok has it. Uh Uh-oh.
1: So everyone at the jeweler is just like, cool. And they're all just sitting there waiting for him to hand in the money. And Ashok goes, well, I want the necklace if I'm going to pay for it. And then there's an uproar.
0: The diamond guy's going to call the police. Everyone's arguing. Nobody knows what's going on. And the
1: funny thing... Is the diamond guy's not gonna call the police because he's not getting paid. It's because he's not getting paid at 11 o'clock when he said he wanted to be paid.
0: He's punctual. So the police officer comes and it's the same one as before that took Single Ashok to the house. So he questions Married Ashok about those events and obviously Married Ashok has no idea what's going on. As the sheriff says, all right, everyone, we're going to the station.
1: And they all form a little clown car and go together.
0: And we cut to married Bahadur, and he goes to buy a rope. And the merchant's like, buy this one. And it's too expensive for married Bahadur.
1: Okay, so I think it's important to note that married Bahadur is like, I need a rope for which to commit suicide. And the seller goes, this one would be great for committing suicide. And Bahadur says, That one's too expensive. And walks away. And the seller's like,
0: You're going to kill yourself.
1: What are you going to do with the extra money when you're dead? What the hell? And then at that moment, Single Bahadur walks by. And the seller's like, No, hold up. What were you going to do with the extra money? And Single Bahadur's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And the seller says, If you're going to kill yourself with this rope, why would you want a discount? And Single Bahadur says, That would be foolish. Why would anyone want a discount? That makes no sense. You'd be dead. And the seller goes, yeah, so you can have it for the discount and gives it to him. And Bahadur hands him an empty bag of nuts because he's concerned about the seller, but obviously not much. It's a weird scene, okay, but I like it.
0: (laughs) So single Bahadur gets a cab and ends up at the police. (laughs) And they're trying to figure out what's going on. So married Ashok is like, Bahadur who just showed up, but go get money from Tanu so we can settle this whole deal. And single Bahadur who's like, the place we just escaped from? You know, you want me to go back there?
1: But the perfect thing is he's like, but last night... And Mary Dashhawk's like, I don't want to talk about last night. And they both keep speaking around what happened in their separate last nights. So they both think they're on the same page, but they're talking about completely different things. And it's so good.
0: So Bahadur shows up at the house. And the women are mad at him, obviously, because they woke up after a night of being high. And they're like, I know you spiked the eggplant at Bennett. And he's like, I got this letter for you from your husband. Who's at the police. And they're like, what the fuck? What is going on?
1: Burying the lead there, Bahadur.
0: And he does admit that he did spike the fries. And so everyone's kind of just fucking pissed at Bahadur.
1: And Tanu's like, here's this other letter.
0: Send it back.
1: Bring it back to Ashok and bring him back here.
0: Yep. Meanwhile, single ashok is like, I have had it with this city. I'm
1: so mad at people acting like they're my friends, saying I'm a great guy, giving me expensive necklaces.
0: I'm gonna go to the police. <laughs> the hotel person tries to give him directions to the police, and they give the fact that there's two different police stations, and what's the directions to him. And they just get into this whole thing, and I just think this is the least funniest part of the movie. They do a whole, like, run around about police stations. Well, here's
1: the thing, Marquez. They're two different police stations that get easily confused.
0: Yeah, okay. It's a comedy
1: of errors. No, No,
0: no, this one doesn't work. I don't like it. It's not funny.
1: So as he's approaching the police station, he sees single Bahadur going to the police station, and he stops him, and they're like, you're my guy? You're my guy, cool. You're out of the police station, great. You're
0: here, great. Let's just leave. Let's
1: get out.
0: I mean, that's going to leave married Ashok in big trouble.
1: But it doesn't really, because yeah. he's just like, fine, I'll go get the money myself, because Bahadur hasn't come back.
0: Yep. And now married Bahadur comes to the house with a rope, and he finds out that married Ashok is at the police
1: okay so literally he comes up Suda's just like why do you have a rope and he's like well Ashok told me to bring it she's like Ashok told you to bring it from the police station he's like Ashok's at the police station
0: (laughs) you told me that
1: (laughs) and he goes what and all I can think of is that I think you should leave bit with the nachos what what I just wanted to tell you about the rule.
0: You just found out about the rule. What? It is very funny. So then the single boys are about to leave. And then Alka runs in to the single boys.
1: And they're like, gang member, stop. And they keep trying to leave.
0: And I believe they give her the necklace at this point.
1: Yes. They're like, oh my God, take this necklace.
0: You know what this necklace is? Cool. Cool. Because
1: she's like, what are you doing with the necklace? Give it to your wife. And he's just like, you give it to her. Yep. I don't know this wife. I don't want to know her. Bye. And Married Ashok makes it to Married Bahadur. And the police are like, what's going on? We need the money from these people. And these people are running. And this thing's happening. And Married Ashok's like, Married Bahadur, (laughs) what? What the (laughs) fuck? What are you doing? I'm calling you married Bacadour. And it's
0: really weird that he says that in the movie, actually.
1: (laughs) And the police catch up to the train station where the single guys are. And Alka comes to the house and Alka's like, here's the necklace. Suda, here it is. I'm delivering it to you.
0: And Ashok's like, how the fuck did you get the necklace?
1: And Suda's like, well, of course she had it. You got it for her.
0: And everyone's accusing everyone.
1: And Suda's like, okay, if you weren't here last night, then who is sweetly feeding me? And her shitty husband's like, obviously not me, because I'm a shitty husband. And then Tanu's like, you know what? I'm going somewhere. We're going to figure this out. And she opens the gates, Uh, and there are the single boys with the police.
0: And all I could think of is the Simpsons line, I'm seeing double, four crusties. And everything is revealed. I love that this is just a series of close up shots on everyone's face. Because here's the thing. I love a twin reveal or like a mistaken identity reveal. But like on stage, it's hard. To...
1: You don't get the zoom in. Yeah.
0: And I love the zoom ins on everyone's face because you get to see everyone's reaction to this. So...
1: Also, they're playing music that kind of reminds me of like Alfred Hitchcock, because it's like, Whoa, Mm. and then it just becomes sillier as it goes.
0: Yes. And then like Suda has a flashback where she realizes that she tried
1: to get her not husband naked.
0: Yeah, she's super embarrassed. The twin Ashoks come up to each other, like are astounded that they look exactly alike. It's actually really good technology for the time. Parent Trap, which was like the 90s, also did that with Lindsay Lohan, and it's like Kind of on that level. It's not like completely good. You could see a little bit of haziness on the bodies as they're trying to like picture and picture them together. But like, it's astounding.
1: If you're looking for it, you'll notice it. But otherwise, it's just like there's two dudes. Yep. The greatest writing of all time occurs because the Ashoks approach each other and one goes, Do you have a mole on your right shoulder? And the other reaches towards it and goes, No. And the other says, Me neither.
0: Then we are brothers. This <laughs> is very funny. It's super funny.
1: Oh my god. You'd think that they'd say yes and they both have a mole, but neither has a mole.
0: Oh, then everyone has a good lark about everything. They're going to have some tea and talk this
1: <laughs> out. Oh, so that explains why Ashok kissed Tanu last night. What? what? You can't just drop that movie like it was nothing.
0: I love that they dropped that like it was nothing. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's... so here's the thing. Before, I was like, oh, so they're just not doing this part of the Comedy of Error's plot. But
0: they did do it. They're smart.
1: God.
0: So we have a final scene, a resolution where single Ashok and Bahador bring married Ashok and Bahador along with Suda to meet.
1: The mommy. Because as we found out at the beginning, the father died shortly after the accident. But the twin's mother survived.
0: It's very sweet. I get very emotional about mothers!
1: And they come in, and this woman walks up to them, and Ashok and Suda are greeting her and oh. bowing to her, and that's not Mom, that's the it's cook! cook. <laughs>
0: but they don't even look alike. They just don't know what their mom looks like. Yep. And Suda makes a good joke as that happens where she just goes, I hope there aren't two mothers as well.
1: But they re-meet or meet for the first time in Suda's case. The mother and it's all sweet and it's so nice.
0: And then Megan called the shoulder bit the funniest writing of all time. Marquez has a different moment in mind, which is at the end, Suda goes, two twins, all of this random stuff going on. Who could have thought of that? And then a portrait of William Shakespeare is there and it starts moving and he points a thumb to himself and then puts a one up in the air as if to say, I did that. Number one, first time originator of the work baby and it is the fucking most hilarious i recommend everyone look up this movie and just watch the ending i mean watch the whole thing obviously because it's actually great but like watch this ending just for a shake i want a gif of this megan can we make a yeah we can make a gif of it awesome i just want Number Number one. one. Me. Me. Number Number one.
1: One. Wink. You forgot the Wink.
0: wink. And that's how the movie ends.
1: The perfect ending. Okay. Now we're at the end. Shit. So I'm going to officially say, I think that this is one of the most impressive, modernized adaptations of a Shakespeare play I've seen. Yeah. I feel like it's not... Fair of me to say that because I don't know the language it's in. So maybe I'd have the same feelings about it that I do about most modernized adaptations, but I I don't know.
0: I mean, I think it's impressive that the humor translated so well. With just subtitles and body language. Yeah, through the filter of subtitles. So I think that that's an impressive.
1: Well, so my thing is, my problem with most modern adaptations is either. They still use the old speech and it just conflicts too much.
0: Yeah. Your private Romeo. So.
1: Or they modernize it too far and you get an O oh situation where you can't take it seriously.
0: Watch your girl grow. Bro.
1: And I don't know if either of those is the case with this, but I feel like it's a perfect modernization.
0: Well, I mean, the film did really well. It is a staple of hindi comedy it in fact according to the article which we'll link in the description mentioned that the film in fact kind of revitalized comedy as a genre in bollywood so
1: it's perfect like i said earlier with the inclusion of dope Being just thrown in because that's just a modern thing that leads to more comedy and just kind of fits. Just all these little changes that were made.
0: And it's like kind of timeless.
1: Yes, they just did a really good job. They didn't ground it in an exact time, but they modernized it so casually that it just works. Yeah.
0: MVPs?
1: I think. My MVP...
0: It's gotta be one of the four
1: i think devin verma as bahadur has to be my number
0: one my mvp Megan, you got it in one it's gotta be that's my choice too
1: he is so flawless he's so good like there's a reason he won for this film
0: yeah because it's a great performance <laughs>
1: And he's one of the only characters that you always care
0: about. You care about both Bajadores, Yes. And they are distinct, yet you care about both of them. One is a little bit more emotional. The other one is a little bit more wimpy. Those are two different things. <laughs> Even though I it doesn't sound like it, they are. One of them is more like tied to the emotional state of the people around him. And the other one's kind of just like, yeah, okay, I'll go along with everything. It's great. It's just good. Great it's, job. He's great.
1: I think if Shakespeare saw this film, he'd be like, "Wow, what a merry feast!"
0: Could you not find a? a I giveaway? couldn't
1: find a a good quote because here's the thing: a lot of a comedy of errors is about
0: how something's
1: great but bad.
0: But this is not bad. This isn't
1: bad. This is just great. So I just cut the line to merry feast.
0: <laughs> That's fair, Megan. Marquez, mm-hmm.
1: what would you rate Angour?
0: I would rate Angor two sets of twins out of two, and I would do it twice if I had to. Megan, what would you rate Angor?
1: I would rate Angor three musical numbers out of three specific knocks on the door.
0: Oh, I like this. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's Avant garde. If you like what you heard, you can follow us on all social media platforms at avant-bard pod. And if you really liked what you heard, you can support us financially at patreon.com slash avant-bard pod.
1: We put up bloopers for every episode the week after they air. If Megan remembers, they all come out eventually.
0: They all come out eventually.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you. Anon.
0: Avant Bard is created by Matthew James Marquez and Megan Charlo. To support the show, visit patreon.com slash avantbardpod. We would like to thank Riley Allen for the creation of our theme music, Cloverkin for our logo artwork, and everyone in the audience for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Avant Bard, you can visit us on all social media platforms at avantbardpod.